The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome to Betting Across America right here on VSIN, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Wes, I get confused of the weeks. I think it's week mm-hmm. three officially if we're not going to count week zero, like right. Coke Zero and Pepsi Zero. But before we get to the lineup, and we have a great lineup today, I do want to get your initial thoughts because you're alma mater getting ready to kick off. IU in a big one today against Cincinnati. Cincinnati coming in, Wes. A small favorite on the road. They've got visions of grandeur with the Bearcats, right? And mm-hmm. they look at today and say, if we can get by your alma mater, maybe we can start making cases for the college football playoff. How do you look at this game, and how do you look at this line? Yeah, it's a big uh, uh, three weeks, rather, because they do have a bye week next week, and then they go to Notre Dame. So Cincinnati... Got to go 2-0 and in the Hoosier State, I think, to have any chance at being in the college football playoffs. So it's priced into the market here, and we're starting to see some fours here late, a little bit of three and a halves. It's been pretty much three and a half mm-hmm. all week. My play on this one actually is the under at, at 50. But, you know, this is also a big game for Indiana. It is. Because Indiana got ranked and had some expectations coming into the season. Bad debut at Iowa a couple weeks ago, losing 34-6. to Just got nothing going offensively. Ooh. Two pick sixes for Iowa in the first half. And Indiana just got behind the eight ball. Got FCS Idaho last week, so was able to kind of at least somewhat get right. But Michael Penix, you look at those numbers, he had less than 70 yards passing, had two touchdowns, but went 11 for 16, so there's a little bit of concern. Okay, is he still not 100% and whatnot, or are they saving something? The Iowa game was just a bad game, but... 
You're seeing Cincinnati get bet here at four and a half. I would lean to Indiana, but I thought around three and a half or four was really the right price. But you've actually got two teams. It's kind of like one team's getting the discussion with Cincinnati because of the obvious playoff implications and being number eight in the country. But Indiana's got a lot to prove, too. So I don't think that they're going to roll over for these guys. But a big game in Bloomington, Indiana, where in the old school, yeah. early 1990s, Bill Mallory, old uniforms, the old block eye on the, the helmet. So uh, Indiana set is going to look clean. And on my drive down here, I did hear John Mellencamp lonely all night. So maybe oh, maybe that's an omen there. for Indiana. If I hear Mellencamp before the game and I'm away from Indiana, <laughs> that means the Hoosiers are going to win. So take that to the bank for what it's worth. Again, up to four and a half. So if you wanted that extra point, you're going to get it right now. If you can get it in uh, BetMGM right now before kickoff, they are up to four and a half. But as you said, a slight play here might be towards the under at 49 and a half because you got to think this is going to be a pretty physical ball game yes. uh, between these two. Much more on that as we go throughout the afternoon. But we do have a great lineup that I mentioned off the top. And Wes, when you have not one, but two national champions, joining the program today. You know it's going to be a good show. You know Mike Pritchard, of course. Mm -hmm. You watch him on Betting Across America every day right here, weekdays at Visa, and we're going to get his thoughts on Colorado. They got a big one against Row the Boat today in Minnesota, so we'll discuss that with Mike here uh, at the bottom half of this hour. Scott Seidenberg, of course, the host of uh, Look Ahead on Monday through Fridays, 1 a.m. You stay up late here at Visa, you get Scott. We'll talk to Scott about all things going on in the world of college football. Sean Salisbury, I remember, I'm showing my age, I remember when he quarterbacked at SC. Yes. Right? They've got a good quarterback at SC. Now they're looking for a head coach. We'll catch up with Sean about that and maybe wonder if there's still Keaton Slovis, some price there you want to think about for the Heisman Trophy. I know it sounds crazy today. We'll talk to Sean about all that. Uh, ben Falk going to join us all afternoon long from Mandalay Bay. He is with Mike Peranio as well. So that'll be coming up in the afternoon. And Damon Benning, of course, I talked about one national champion. How mm -hmm. about two? Mm -hmm. He won two titles with the Cornhuskers. I know Nebraska. Looks like they're going to be in for a long day today big against test. Oklahoma. Big, a big chance for yeah. Scott Frost. Yeah. Probably not going to win this game, but you're thinking that if you want to make a case for your job going forward, let's see if those kids and are up for the And there was a little kerfuffle uh, before the game yeah. we were watching on the pregame show. So Nebraska-Oklahoma, it, it just feels right because that's one of the great rivalries in college football. I know a lot of newer and younger fans won't remember that, but that's one of the all-time yes. great. Going back to Johnny Rogers in the 1970s, all those Bud Wilkinson teams in Norman, and then through the 80s, well, they Barry were always... Switzer, Barry Switzer and Tom, Tom Osborne, Osborne, right? That's yes. what it feels like. They haven't played since 2010, yeah. so it's good that they're back on the schedule. Maybe not great for Nebraska, but I'm glad that they at least accepted those games. And then we're going to have Matt Hayes coming on in the final hour. He's down in Jacksonville, college football analyst. And I believe Matt does have a Heisman vote. I want to ask him about that mm -hmm. because, you know, you can't say it. If you're a Heisman voter, you can't tell us who you'd vote for. Right. But I'm going to see if I can get him to tell us who we'd vote for today. Well, and that's going to change. And so going to get a good look at that Alabama Florida game. So having him on during that game, of course, Bryce Young right now, one yeah. of the favorites from Alabama. And then you have also uh, Florida that tool two quarterback yes. system that they're employing. So Florida's got a big chance today against Alabama to your point here. But again, Bryce Young, his first real test on the road. So before we really break down those games from a number standpoint, just want to give you the lay of the land of how our afternoon is going to shape up the next six hours with you. Now, we did mention row the boat against Colorado, and that's coming up. We're going to have Mike Pritchard on. But before we have Pritch on, let's talk a little bit about his alma mater here because they're laying a small number, according to BetMGM right now, a two and a half. Uh, is what I see here, and they're taking on Minnesota here. Minnesota off to a rocky start. Obviously, mm -hmm. Ohio State week one, they played well in the first half, not, not so much in the second half. 
What do you make of when you look at this matchup here? And again, uh, ATS, Minnesota 0-1-1, Colorado 1-1 so far, so you can't really get a handle here in Colorado Durrell's squad as well. What do you make of Colorado laying that short price today? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting spot, and I did not personally bet this game, but Colorado, you got to wonder how they're going to react a little bit because they let one get away. They did. Against Texas A&M. They had knocked King out of the game. Uh, the uh, backup quarterback for Texas A&M came in, did a serviceable job, but Colorado had that lead until just under three minutes. I think it was 241 to be exact, and Colorado had that lead, and you thought, okay, they're going to upset Texas A&M. This is a number five team in the right country, by the home. way, and it's 7-3 to three in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden they, they just really couldn't make that happen. So uh, what happened uh, – uh, King went out, and then the backup came in for A and M. So, well, that's the concern, right? Is yeah. that when you when you have a shot to knock off a top five program, as you did, you hold them to ten points, you don't get the win. Now Minnesota comes in, and once you kind of feel like you're going to give the Gophers two and a half points here, I, I, I'm almost feeling like if I'm yeah. a backer of Minnesota, maybe it's a money line play here for me to well, take a little bit of extra there, plus one fifteen. Well, when Minnesota was off to a big lead against Miami of Ohio, and then all of a sudden. We were watching they that game rolling. last Saturday. It was like, okay, wait a minute. This has gotten dicey. Miami is well back in the number here. So uh, I thought Miami really outplayed him, too, in the second half. And I was on the Gophers week one against Ohio State. Got a push out of the deal at plus 14. Tanner Morgan did not look very good last week. He's a third-year starter in Minneapolis. So I would have thought, I would have expected better. I know Ibrahim mm-hmm. is out yeah. at running back. And that's so a that's big a big loss. loss. So. I didn't know what to do. This is a crossroads games, really, for, for two teams. If Colorado was the dog, I certainly would have snapped it up. Wasn't able to get that on Sunday when they was opened here because we're doing, of course, the green zone mm-hmm. for the NFL on Sunday. But probably the right price here between Minnesota and Colorado. I'll be interested to get Pritch's thoughts on that. Can't wait to talk to Mike all about Colorado's alma mater. Maybe on the upswing here, they have kicked off in Norman. They've kicked off down in Miami. We'll keep an eye on the games in progress so that if you are an in-game wager, as the scores and the times change in these games, the price is going to change. We'll keep you updated all afternoon long. But we do have another game I want to get to very quickly just before, and that's Purdue against Notre Dame. You look at Notre Dame, if you back them like I have the mm-hmm. first two weeks, not so good. Yeah. 0-2 ATS here, even though they've been able to stay afloat here. And I know you like Toledo last week, smart play by you. Purdue has been cashing tickets for you here, 2-0 and ATS here. What do you make of this spread here with uh, right now Notre Dame uh, the Golden Domers laying seven and a half at home. My first uh, glance was to the Purdue side when it was eight, and it's pretty much seven and a half market wide. But where, if I end up betting this game in the next couple hours, where I'm probably going to go is go on the over here because what you're seeing with Notre Dame, they have a new scheme there, kind of a three-four scheme, only three down linemen. Marcus Freeman, who is the ex-defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, is now in South Bend with Notre Dame. And he's a, he likes to bring the blitz a little bit more, likes to bring a little more pressure. You have Notre Dame guys learning a new scheme. So mm-hmm. you've kind of see them look a little out of kilter. They got out big against Florida State. Mackenzie Milton came in yeah. late in relief for the Seminoles and absolutely made that a game where Notre Dame had to go into overtime and figure and figure a way out of it there at the end. And then Notre Dame had to come back late against Toledo on the final drive and win. So They've been giving up some points, maybe not as many yards, but they've been giving up points here. So that's why I think I, I think Purdue can throw the ball a little bit. David Bell is an NFL receiver, and he's going to be able to make plays down the field. I think Jack Plummer's looked very good through two games, granted against Oregon State and at UConn last week. Tough to put too much value into that game, but 
I think they're I think Purdue is going to be able to get theirs and I think Notre Dame is going to get theirs even though Purdue is a little bit better defensively mm. because they've gone away from that 3-4 now they go 4-3 and they've got a pro there on that defensive line from right there in West Lafayette George Karloftis but I think this is going to probably be a high scoring game it is taxed on the total right now seeing 58 58 and a half even some places, but I would still lean over there. You know, we talk a lot about public schools and, and public teams. Notre Dame might be the most public that is out there. So is that already baked in now, Wes, these mm-hmm. days? Or is this just something, hey, 0-2 ATS, that's just, look, you don't want to say avoid it because they are a public school, but the numbers don't lie and they haven't covered yet. Yeah, exactly. And uh, look, and I think that the number being around seven, seven and a half, you really haven't seen a ton of movement in this no. game because I think there is some uncertainty on Notre Dame, but there's also that thought, eh, you know, maybe this, this is, is the week. spot where they get him. You know, they looked hinky against the Florida State team that lost outright to Jacksonville State. They didn't look good against Toledo. We're kind of life and death there at the end. Right. So now an old school rival in Purdue. Purdue and Notre Dame been playing for forever. Now they're going to get up for this one and maybe show it, but I thought the number was right. Yeah, it is always interesting because, again, when you look at these numbers sometimes with with big-time bet schools like Notre Dame is across the country, you worry a little bit about that. But at some point, you start to think, wait a minute, Brian Kelly, you've mm-hmm. got to smash somebody. Mm-hmm. We wonder if this is a smash zone, but I'm with you. It kind of feels like if you're going to play it, Purdue still, you're getting the value right now, uh, getting that 7.5. I told you we got a great lineup. We're going to have Mike Pritchard at the bottom half of this hour, but also we have the Heisman watch coming up a little bit. So you don't have to go anywhere because football season is here and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross back here with Wes Reynolds. And Wes, we do have some scores up on the board. We see Army. Up on UConn, 7-0. Not a surprise there. Your alma mater right now still scores to Cincinnati. West Virginia, 7-zip over Virginia Tech. Those ho ho hokey highs, which was a heart play for me. We'll get mm-hmm. to heart and smart players throughout the afternoon. That did worry me. And you liked A&M, 7-0 already up on the levels of New Mexico. Yep. And uh, also, uh, just in the end zone, Spencer Rattler caps up a 14-play, wow. 75-yard drive. That took seven minutes, and now the Sooners up seven to nothing on Nebraska. We'll see Adrian Martinez and company come back out. Miami early turnover, but Michigan State couldn't capitalize. Miami now minus six and a half where they were pre-flop, fifty-one and a half on the total at BetMGM. You mentioned Cincinnati, Indiana, no score about three minutes into the ball game. Cincinnati was down to uh, two and a half point favorites, though. As now Indiana looks like they have another three and out, and as you mentioned, West Virginia. Now up seven to nothing on Virginia Tech. Michigan also up seven nothing about six minutes into the game on Rocky Lombardi in Northern Illinois. Remember Rocky Lombardi led Michigan State State. in there to upset Michigan last year, but uh, probably up against a little bit more today with the Northern Illinois. And back very quickly to your alma mater because again it went up to four and a half right before kickoff, and as you mentioned, with the scoreless tilt right now, it's down to three and a half. So you're seeing the respect coming for the block I right now, Indiana. Hanging tough. So, again, if you're an in-game wager, you're going to see these numbers move ever so slightly, even without scores, right? Mm -hmm. Because, again, if you're the dog like Indiana was getting four and a half, all of a sudden, tick, 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 you're only going to get three and a half as they stay in this game. Put some respect on that block eye, right, Dave Ross? Good-looking helmet. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's interesting because we're going to talk about the Heisman uh, watch here as we go through the season. Spencer Rattler, certainly a guy to Oklahoma you're going to look for. Let's talk about some other quarterbacks with a chance today to make – Another impression. Matt Corral's a very interesting name at Ole Miss because right now he's only six to one, okay, to win the Heisman. I say only because 
there's been a lot of respect put on his name. Yeah, after he, the first he was in weeks. he was in the twenties in the summertime when we were talking about. And this. all of a sudden, you look at the numbers and they just jump off the page at you with Lane Kiffin and what he's doing there offensively: six touchdowns, no picks, QBR of seventy three point six, and he's already got almost over six hundred and fifty yards passing here so far. So I, I look at Corral and you go, okay, maybe the value feels like it's gone yes. from the summer. But Wes, he's going to have opportunity because when you play in the SEC and the way that Wayne Kiffin coaches a game, mm-hmm. those numbers are only going to get better, right? I, from a, a pure mathematical number, the number is going to keep adding up, but the betting odds are going to go down. Yeah, and he's going to be able to have a chance to put up big numbers. Now, that schedule eventually is going to get tougher it when you've got to play Alabama when you've even got to play, even though they look like a down LSU team, they're still LSU. So he's going to have the opportunity. But the reason why I was a little bit questionable on Corral's chances, even though I think he's very much a viable candidate, Mm. but in terms of winning the award, I wasn't sure simply because, look, if you're going to win the Heisman nowadays with so much TV, with so much influence put on the college football playoff, you're going to have to be a good uh, on a really good team. You're yes. not even you could put up just amazing numbers and if you're on an 8 and 4 team, you're not getting the Heisman trophy. You've got to win 10 games. You've at least got to be in one of those New Year's 6 games even if you're not in uh, playoff consideration. So that's what worried me cuz I'm like this whole Miss team might be really good, but they might be 8 and 4, 9 and 3 and then all of a sudden not in one of those big time bowl games and Matt Corral's huge passing and rushing numbers and touchdown numbers will get ignored, and they'll go with, okay, who's the best player on the best team? So by default, they could go with the Bryce Young at Alabama right. or a Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma I do like that at 10 to 1. or Stroud at Ohio State, assuming they run the table the rest of the year, or DJ down at Clemson. You see what I mean. Yeah. You know, you're going to have premiums on those guys that are going to be on the viable playoff contenders. Because I do look at it, and again, you can go back to Johnny Manziel at, at A&M when he won the Heisman Trophy, right? What was the showcase game? It was Alabama. Mm-hmm. So Matt Corral, it's like, boy, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. But when you have that game on your schedule, that gives you the opportunity to shine. That's when the voters are going to say, well, did you see what he did against Alabama, right? And you mentioned LSU being down a little bit. Okay, it's still LSU. It's still a named school. So sometimes when I look at these things, you've got to remember – that voters have biases too. And if you see Matt Corral doing this against the bigger name schools mm-hmm. in the SEC, even if they don't win, as long as he's putting up numbers, I think that's really going to help the cause here. But you mentioned Spencer Rattler 10 to 1. I actually think there's still value there for I him. I do too. Right? Because you look at it, you got to feel today they're already up 7 nothing on Nebraska. Maybe they put a big number up there again, even though Nebraska's down, it's still a name school, right? Yes. So you start to go through the Big 12, and you look at Oklahoma, and I go, man, well, who are they going to lose to? Mm-hmm. And if they don't lose, we know that voters seem to have a proclivity to say, I like Oklahoma quarterbacks when it comes to Heisman Trophy. So 10-1 to 1 there still feels like there is some value there, and Corral will have opportunities. Keaton Slovis, I wanted to bring his name up for one reason, because he's way off the board, right? He's 80-1. to 1. You go, well, he's done. They got whooped by Stanford, right? Mm-hmm. They got the coach fired. Clay Helton's gone. Now I look at Keaton Slovis, and I think maybe pressure's off SC. Because now expectations, they've been lowered right to the floor. Nothing's expected. You get wiped out one game, David Shaw comes in, runs roughshod, fire your coach. Maybe there's no pressure anymore for Keaton Slovis. And with the schedule that he has out in the Pac-12, is there any value? Because his numbers, while not great off the board, obviously, are also, to me, it's not like they're going to go, well, remember the Stanford game. I think they're just going to say, they just laid an egg against Stanford. He was okay. But if he runs the table the rest of the way, 
And they've got a showcase game at USC October 23rd. Excuse me, at Notre Dame. USC goes to Notre Dame. There, there's opportunities to kind of make it up in the voters' minds. Well, and here's what's going to be interesting. Dante Williams now takes over as interim coach. And how how is he going to coach? And how are players going to respond to him? And what is he going to do with Graham Harrell, who they brought in as offensive coordinator a couple years ago, who kind of runs that Texas Tech, you know, a yes. little bit of a modified Mike Leach air raid system, even though I don't think USC really is the fit for that system, but they're still going to run it. So is Williams going to say, okay, this is your show, man. You call what you want. You know, you call the game. You want to take deep shots, whatever you want to do. And maybe that could work for Slovis because you look at the schedule, there's still quality opponents My there. Goodness. At Notre Dame, UCLA at home, Utah, at Arizona BYU. State. Yes. Right. I mean, there's, yes. you've got to be able, if you've laid an egg like SC already has, and you're thinking about putting a little bit down on a Heisman odd, mm-hmm. the, the reason why this might make some sense if you believe that the pressure is now off of them, yes. you look at that schedule and go, boy, there are marquee spots everywhere. Arizona State, Utah, BYU, yeah. even Colorado to a le- lesser degree, right? UCLA now with Chip Kelly after what they did uh, to LSU. So I look at that, Wes, and I go, he's got the opportunity now. Is he just good enough? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, there could be if you want to take a stab. Obviously, as you get later into the season and as we go on and on, these long shots are only worth, like, you know, pizza money, basically, right. where you just kind of take a shot. Look, and I know we saw Devontae Smith. Granted, he was at Alabama, but he scored at triple digits if you got in early enough. So this is probably the time maybe you bet very small increments on these guys, but nothing I really go to battle with. Like, if you're looking for a guy that you're actually going to cash a ticket and not just get some value and get some number equity on, then you're wanting to look at probably the guys like Rattler and yeah. maybe the guys like Stroud, uh, uh, perhaps C.J. Verdell at Oregon. We talked about his drift downwards, and he is now 30-1. to 1. I think he was triple digits right. when we were on the air for Ohio State-Oregon last week. See, because it's interesting. You look at a guy like DJU there at 16-1, to 1, right? And you think, well, they, got, they don't really have the schedule for me, for Clemson, yeah. and they will remember the Georgia game, right? Yeah. So that's the that's the way you kind of yeah, have to weigh these things I out. I have not bet him, but certainly he is going to be on the short part of the board, right? Because you would expect, okay, ACC's down, so now Clemson can run the table here. They were certainly favored to, so that's what you'd be looking at, and that's why I don't think that you see him like where Sam Howell is at like thirty to one. Exactly, and and that is the point, people. So before you really have to kind of project schedule conference before you make some of these wagers because again i'm with you sam Howell. you look at their loss to virginia tech they're going to mm-hmm. remember that from week one and again unless unc runs the table and sam absolutely lights it up it feels like a stretch to think he's going to be back in the heisman mix but to your point last year you know nobody was talking about a wide receiver at alabama this time last year and that's why you could get triple digits at that point so you do have to think about project how you think these seasons are going to play out if you want to go with a long shot, because obviously the safer plays are the guys up at the top of the board that you think will be there because their schools are going to be there all season long. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and that's why it's always going to be priced in the market. The primary schools that are at the rankings, it doesn't even almost matter as long as the players have like satisfactory numbers. So it's not like Bryce Young is going to have to go throw four touchdowns no. today at Florida that's right. to stay at the top of the list. Unless they like absolutely get their heads caved in, then you're not going to see much of a drift downwards on Bryce Young. Uh, great call, by the way, on a and I know you love them today. They're already up 14 nothing on New Mexico, who came into this game undefeated. We'll see how that 
is going to affect that line. It's going to go up, up, up. And my Hokies not looking so good down 14 zip to West Virginia against West, West Virginia was playing a small number, two and a half. They're looking pretty darn good. Don't go anywhere. Betting across America getting it cranked up right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. The new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over unders, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Dave Ross back here with you in West Reynolds. And Wes, I know very quickly, IU got on the board 6-0, PAT pending. You're very excited. Block eyes so far looks pretty good. Yeah, and uh, nice play by Marcelino Ball. Got pressure and got an interception at midfield. So short field for the Hoosiers. Blocked really well, ran the ball very well. Michael Penix roll out to Peyton Hendershot, who fights his way into the end zone. 7-0 Hoosiers. And like we said... Big game for Cincinnati. Yeah. I know from a playoff perspective, being in the top 10, big game for Indiana, too, because I think their reputation took a little bit of a hit getting blown out at Iowa in week one. Absolutely. I love when I have alums talking about their schools. Who better to talk about Colorado than Mike Pritchard? I mean, 1990 wasn't that long ago for me, and I know it wasn't for Mike when they won the national championship at Colorado. Uh, Pritch, it's great to have you on the program here. Of course, you do a great job every day betting across America right here on VEASAN. When you look at this matchup tonight for your alma mater against Row the Boat coming in there, it's an interesting one when I look at this bread and see that's a small favorite for your buffs at two and a half. How important is this game for Carl Durrell and company? I, I think it's important. You, you know, it's a confidence builder, and thanks for having me, guys. Um, uh, you know, I think for the program with the Mel Tucker debacle, um, we, we needed to find a way to have an identity. Uh, and, and, and being in the Pac-12 is tough. I mean, you got some... Uh, pedigree programs and storied programs, storied history, and and the Buffs are still trying to find their way into the Pac-12. They've competed for a, a Pac-12 championship, but the consistency hasn't been there. So, I think Coach Durrell is there to hopefully have that consistency. He's been recruiting very well. They got the fan base and the boosters and alum. Uh, we're all excited about the direction, uh, and we almost had one of the biggest victories we've had for quite a while, mm-hmm. over a decade. So. Um, against A and M in Denver, uh, so I mean it's there. Uh, we can feel we can feel the excitement, and certainly right around the corner, maybe that success will follow that. Mike, we were talking over the break, kind of just like a little bit of a of a once over of this Colorado team. So far, the defense has been very good. I know just two games, but still, and A and M's uh, primary quarterback got hurt, but I don't think it's that much of a drop off from Haynes King to Zach Calzada. And they only allowed 10 points and barely over 300 yards. So the defense looks like it's there. But we were talking about the offense. And the offensive coordinator is Darren Shiverini, who also played for Colorado and kind of what he is wanting to run. The offense seems to be a little bit behind the defense at this standpoint. Would you agree with that assessment? Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I think Darren Shiverini, uh, who was with Mike McIntyre, who was the previous head coach, uh, he became the interim head coach after the Mel Tucker debacle. I'll say that one more time. Not that I'm bitter about it. But uh, uh, so I, I think 
there's that loyalty aspect of a former buff. He played for the Cleveland Browns. You know, he, he was the interim head coach. And, and so Coach Durrell has kept him over. And he's recruited well. He recruits very well out of the state of Texas. But as a coordinator, just from going back to that A&M game, there, there wasn't a complimentary aspect to it because the Buffs had held Texas A&M for three quarters, well over three quarters, into the fourth quarter on defense, like you mentioned, Wes. So we get the nice call, the fumble into the end zone. We get the ball back, and here comes Shiverini with pace. Mm. Like, wait a minute. Our defense was just out there 10, 11, mm-hmm. 12 plays. Right. And here you come with pace, hurry up offense at the line of scrimmage, not understanding the complimentary aspect of you got to lead, get a couple first downs, lead the clock, and then let our defense go back out there fresh. But he goes three and out, turns the ball over, and lo and behold, A&M goes right down the field. So going into this game against Minnesota, I, I love the fact that we're in Boulder or at home. We got the altitude. But yet, I, I don't know from a trust standpoint, and hopefully Darrell can rein it in a little bit, head coach, that you you give the reins totally to Darren Shiverini. I, I hope Coach Darrell takes it over a little bit. You know, Mike, it, it is fascinating when you talk to alums like yourself, when you win at the highest levels like you did, right? And, and it is fascinating to see how does Colorado get back there? And I know you get asked that question all the time, right? So Carl Darrell's right. got a coach for the today, but he's also got a coach for the future of the program. How do you how do you parcel those two things? Trying to win now, but also build something so that you can build not just one year, but almost every year. Well, it's such a it's such a great question, Dave. I think when you look at the success of Alabama or or Clemson, what they do is they recruit the country, right? Uh, and so you got other programs that want to do that. They want to recruit everywhere, but you can't do that. Um, I think if you look at SC and the problems that they have right now their kids are leaving Southern California and going other places. When, when the U was the U, they kept all those great athletes in Miami, Dade County. And I think that's similar for, for Colorado. I mean, you got the Christian McCaffrey's come, coming out of Colorado high school. football. Oh. You got to keep those guys there. Right. Those guys have to stay there. Uh, and so Colorado, when we were successful, when I got there from, from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, the bulk of that team was Colorado athletes and they showed us the passion that they had for the program. And we certainly wanted to be a part of it. So I think each school, it doesn't matter what school you are. You have to keep the great local athlete home if you can. That's a great perspective. And, and and let me ask you, Mike, now that Colorado is in the PAC 12, of course, when you played there and had so much success with coach McCartney and all the great players that you had there, you guys were in the big eight. And now you're in now you're in the Pac-12, and it's a different thing because can you recruit like you guys mm. did back in the day, where you're kind of getting people in that greater Mountain West region, and obviously in the state of Colorado? Or how much do you think it really has to switch from that perspective because you're in a new conference? Like I'm just looking at the recruiting rankings for next year, which are going to change before National Signing Day. Colorado about right in the middle right now in the Pac-12, which. Uh, I don't know if it's that their ceiling in terms of the talent they could get, and you got to get three-star kids that will run through a brick wall for you if you tell them to, but what do you think the approach needs to be in terms of uh, you know kind of getting that talent that you guys used to have there in Boulder? Well, it starts with a base and a foundation, and certainly identity. I think Colorado uh, has not had an identity. We haven't had a top-10 victory, like I said, in quite a while, over a decade, but uh, signature wins, uh, showcase games like against Minnesota, for instance. This is a game in which it's against a Big Ten opponent, and uh, you know you can get a lot of you can get a lot of press from this if you can take care of business and get the, the win at home. Uh, 
Uh, and, and so that's where it starts too. But I go back to what I mentioned, the foundation of our national championship 1987 class. That was, that was my class. We had, they had 14 scholarships. That's it. But on that recruiting trip, he brought in Alfred Williams, who was first round draft choice. He brought in Canavis McGee, who was the second round draft choice, should have been a first rounder. He brought in Eric Bienemy. Mm. Uh, he brought in myself. He brought in uh, Jay Lewenberg. I mean, he brought in so many cream of the crop athletes all, all on one recruiting trip. And, and it was important for CU to get us all on that one recruiting trip because they were going to the Blue Bonnet Bowl. But the Colorado athletes, once we met with that team and those players, we were like, you know, instead of going to SC or Washington or UCLA or, or Texas or all these big schools, let's come here and win a national championship. So Coach Mack was able to tap into the fact that we bonded as young student athletes. And, and that's a big part of college athletics, those bonds that you form and, and they become your brothers. Like those guys that I just mentioned, they're all my brothers to this day. Uh, because those are the guys you grow up with, and those are the guys you go through those important experiences with. I absolutely love it. And I got to tell you, look, I graduated high school, Fritz and I, close in age. I was not recruited to Colorado, so our lives took very different paths at that point. Mm-hmm. But, but Mike, it is fascinating when I, when I look back on those days in the conference, as Wes alluded to, and the, and the changes mm-hmm. there, I, I do wonder, do you still get hyped up? Like, when you watch this game tonight, are you going to be locked in like every play for Colorado or do you still get as locked in for the Falcons, your NFL team on a Sunday? No, you know what is crazy, Dave? I, I analyze <laughs> professional football to no end, right? But college football, no, I enjoy that one. Like, yeah. yeah, in a few hours, they're going to kick off here. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to enjoy this one. It's just the atmosphere. It takes you back. You know, I'm, I'm going to get back there for a few games too and, and certainly get out to the West because that's what I love about being in Vegas right now is, mm. is because the Pac-12 is surrounding me. But, um, no, I, I am looking forward to seeing how the year turns out for the bus, uh, certainly. And that makes sense because it takes Pritch back to when it was just a game, when it wasn't a business. Right. Because right. when you get in the NFL, right. that's the biggest thing, right. you know, and talking to guys like Pritch who have played for years in the National Football League, it's a business. It's work. It's not for the love yeah. of the game. It's not rah-rah. It's not just for fun. Maybe there's not always that kinship there. So absolutely, I can he- understand that perspective, you know, being more dialed in with college football as a fan. But I got to tell you, Pritch, it's just great to have you on the program. It's your program, by the way, Betting Across America. You should be watching VEASAN Monday through Fridays, <laughs> Pritch. It's great to have you on. Uh, Buffs, again, two-and-a-half-point favorites against Minnesota tonight. Let's see if your alma mater can get it done, Mike. Enjoy the game. We'll catch up with you again soon. Sounds great, fellas. Uh, enjoy it. Appreciate you. Absolutely. How, how fun is it just talking Colorado football? No, it is. And, and you know, talking not only Colorado, but Broncos. But I like what he said in terms of I analyze pro football, but I my love is college football. We love it all. College pro can't wait. Got much more to get to betting across America. Come on back with Les and I right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy 100 bucks. Register using the code VEASAN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 Moneyline wager on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the code VEASAN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here, betting across America with Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. We've got some interesting games going on underway. Still scoreless between Miami and Michigan State. Virginia Tech on the board, 14-7. to 
and your alma mater still up 7 nothing. Yeah, Sparty in the red zone, though, here as we're now starting the second quarter. Over got a lot of support, Ooh. close 57 and a half, and we don't have a touchdown here. Dropped in the end zone, so hey. third down for Michigan State. But right now, Sparty minus two and a half, or plus two and a half, rather even money, 46 and a half the total. So it has dropped from that closer of 58. And by the way, we're ending the first quarter here in Bloomington, seven nothing Indiana. Indiana also in the red zone. So two zeros for the Bearcats right now. No points on the scoreboard. No first downs in the first quarter. So Indiana going to start the second quarter. Minus six and a half, 48 and a half on the current in-game total. And then another score just into the second quarter. Oklahoma seven, Nebraska three. Oklahoma now down to 17 and a half point favorites. 53 and a half your total. And the Virginia Tech Hokies did get on the board, by the way. Early second quarter. West Virginia 14-7. West Virginia minus five and a half. 60 and a half on the in-game total. And there it is with the in-game. When you look at Indiana now, laying six and a half. Right mm-hmm. as they get ready to start that second quarter again, that's an 11 point swing from preflop here. Just what, not even an hour ago. Yes. So that's a huge line move. Obviously. Well, and and you look at the momentum of the game. Indiana running the ball very well, 5.8 yards a carry. Indiana didn't run the ball well against Iowa, and neither did Iowa State last week. But they didn't really run the ball great against Idaho either. Nope. And they are absolutely smashing Cincinnati up front. So. There's the step up in class here a little bit. You know, Cincinnati out of that group of five in the American. Now you're playing a Big Ten team, granted not one of the top teams in the conference, certainly in the middle. And Indiana's just dominating them on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage. So far, the block guy, you said it. You're going to wear those. You can't lose right now. They're not losing. Uh, I do want to get to the top team in the land. Of course, Alabama taking on number 11, Florida today. Uh, That is in Gainesville, and that's going to be a raucous crowd you look at BetMGM, and right now it's ticked down a little bit, Wes. We saw most of the week, about 14 and a half, 15. It's down to 14 now. What do you make of this? It's a very subtle line move here mm-hmm. in favor of Florida, but they're getting some respect for Dan Mullen and company. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not necessarily surprised. I think this is still very early in the season for Alabama with a new quarterback in Bryce Young. They did fine against Miami and then kind of just got through the Mercer game, never really tried to cover that big number, tried to get as many guys as they could in, so you really can't take too much from that game. But what you're seeing with Florida right now, they're going with these different quarterbacks. They're going with Emory Jones. They're going with Anthony Richardson. And it's like, are you going to be able to keep Anthony Richardson on that bench for that long? Because I remember that first game against Florida Atlantic when Richardson was in at the end. They're like, Emory Jones might not be the starter. He got some hype coming in where it's like, okay, give him time. He'll be able to replace Kyle Trask. But, uh, you know, Emory Jones been a little bit loose with the football, been a little bit careless. And Richardson, I I think Richardson's probably the more dynamic quarterback. So clearly Dan Mullen is going to try to use both of those guys. Florida's gotten backdoored the last two weeks against Florida Atlantic and South Florida. I've actually been the beneficiary of both (laughs) of those backdoors. Thank you very much. But... (laughs) I think that's why you're seeing Florida get some respect here because this is a team that can put up points. This is a team still dynamic, even though they had personnel losses. So you've really seen, and this is now down to 13 and a half certain places, still 14 here at BetMGM. So I think at Circus Sports, it's down to 13 and a half. But Florida is definitely getting some respect here. And maybe if you're going to get Alabama, the earlier in the season, the better, because they're still trying to replace a lot of personnel defensively. They look like they might have the best defense in Tuscaloosa mm. they've had since like 2017. I think when they only allowed 11 points and change. The per old game. Alabama defense. Yeah, exactly. They're really good up front. So I didn't know really what to do with the total. It is getting bet to the over because you have two dynamic offenses. But 
I did not yet play this game. I'm probably going to wait for an in-game or maybe a halftime opportunity because I kind of want to see what I see because it is always dangerous to go against Alabama. And it's a rare time when Nick Saban can play a disrespect card when you're a two-touchdown favorite. But this might be the scenario here of what we have in Gainesville. And again, Bryce Young is is, going to be his first road test here. You mentioned the over-under at 60. You would feel like Dan Mullen and company would have to fight fire with fire, right? Mm-hmm. Can they play that game? Is that the style? If you're if you're backing the over here, that's got to be the hope. Because you mentioned Alabama's defense. It's much better than it has been in recent yeah, years. Yeah, so I'm not sure how Florida, if they're going to be able to win like a shootout type of game. I don't know if that's really the road that Dan Mullen wants to go, but that might be the road where he's forced to go in this. All right, let's see what happens there. Uh, but again, right now it's 14 here at BetMGM, and that over-under is at 60. Uh, we've talked a lot about Iowa because I think they've been, I think they've been a surprise to many with what they did to Indiana in Week One, than what they did in Week Two at Iowa State. Now they're back home, laying a big number against Kent State here, uh, twenty-two and a half. When you look at this one, so is Iowa now? Is that price inflated a little bit to you? Because again, I think you're getting better odds the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and now. They're saying, all right, maybe this Iowa football team really is legit. Yeah, and I hope I'm not premature on this necessarily, but I did play Kent State at 23 and a half, and there's 23 out there right now. And look, I felt that there were some spot, spots, uh, spots rather that fade the Hawkeyes because if you look at what this team has done, I think so far this year, they've lived off the turnovers. They're right. plus five in turnovers through the first two games. They only had like 170 some odd yards last week against Iowa State, but when you go plus four, four to nothing in the turnover margin, that's going to make for, I think, a deceptive score, and that's what you've seen. You look at the offense, Spencer Petras really hasn't been, I think, all that great so far this season, just has kind of been what Iowa, I guess, needs him to be, which is basically like a game manager type in terms of, uh, you know, don't turn the ball over very often, we're going to run the ball, we're going to try to win at the line of scrimmage. And that's really what you've seen Iowa do, I, th- I think, so far this season. But I did kind of think that this was a little bit of a flatsky spot for mm-hmm. Iowa, just simply because, look, you win the Big Ten opener against what was a ranked Indiana team coming in that, you know, had some high expectations. On the you, road. Yeah, you beat them 34-6. to And then you go to Iowa State for the Cyhawk game. Who And Iowa State, and I was wrong on that one. I thought, okay, Iowa mm-hmm. State, they've lost five years in a row. They're going to be motivated for this one. And they certainly were, but Iowa was just so good defensively getting those turnovers for last week. They've scored three defensive touchdowns in two games. So I think some of these final scores have been misleading. So it's like, based on the quality of opponents, Iowa deserves to be number five in terms of where they're ranked. Absolutely. But do you really consider them a top five team? And I say not yes. The market... I think has now followed suit to 23, 23 and a half. It didn't quite get to 24 because I think enough, enough wise guys maybe saw some number value or kind of saw what I saw in terms of what happened. So you wonder if this is going to be kind of, I don't want to call it a phone it in effort for Iowa, but just kind of like just, just win it, get, get out through of the game. Yep. You've got the, this team and then you got a bad Colorado state team coming in next week before you get into the meat of the Big Ten schedule. And I just think that that's such a come down it is. necessarily from the two games they've already won. Again, so far they've cashed tickets both weeks in a row, and the under has been the play for Iowa. We'll see if that continues again, 23 and a half right here at BetMGM. Very quickly, let's touch on Clemson, because they've been underwhelming, obviously, mm-hmm. after that week one loss to Georgia. I think people are going, well, what? How, what, how good is this team? What is this team? Are they any good? Lane 27 and a half against what we think is a very bad Georgia Tech team. But again, Clemson hasn't 
certainly they've underwhelmed so yes. far this year. But at some point, you got to think Davo and company are going to lay somebody out to try to get yeah. back in that conversation of don't forget about us. I could only lay it rather than taking it. And I usually like to make a case for these big underdogs. But you look at Clemson, 0-2 against the number this season. They haven't given up a touchdown. The defense is still very good. It's the, actually the offense that's a little bit behind the defense, and it's been kind of the reverse. And uh, you look, Georgia Tech, they lost that first week, shockingly, to Northern Illinois, almost three touchdown favorites. They got a win and a cover over Kennesaw State. Jordan Yates is now in the lineup because Jeff Sims got hurt at quarterback, and he's been a better passer so far, 71% completions, 5-0 to zero TD to interception ratio. Pretty good. Clemson's the play here, I think. I'm not going to bet it necessarily. I think the number is right. Clemson's also a little bit banged up. But now you're getting to the point where Davos Swinney's got to hang some big numbers on some teams. So you're going to see Clemson, I think, start getting bet every week. I'd be Tigers or nothing in this spot. And I believe you tweeted something to that effect that kids, in, in, they don't take knees. No, they don't. They don't we take saw, knees. We saw it Thursday night when ULL had the cover and the win, and they're still throwing with a minute left to go. So uh, if you were an underbacker in that game, uh, oh. you got a kick in the uh, lower region that you didn't really need. Again, it just feels like at some point, Davo, they're going to make a statement. So I'm with Wes on this one. If you're going to take it, it feels like Clemson's the right spot to be on. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two. I hope you're enjoying your college football Saturday. We are right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 